Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Throttled Roots Podcast. And for this one, Janelle and Stu, worldwide travelers with their dogs, join me for this one. They are coming at us from Cambodia. They are on the last leg of their trip. They are kind of setting themselves up to start heading back into Australia. But these this dynamic duo um, travels with their uh pack of dogs they're uh, three dogs that they love to death and uh hear some of these stories from the road hear how their trip started uh some of the best uh times from the road the places that they've seen uh this is a fun time i always uh enjoy talking to people from other parts of the country and this was a good time hang out enjoy this one and here we go Time. Let's go live. Good. Bing, bang, boom. All right. Cool. We're rocking. All right. We're live now. Cool. All right, guys. Today, Thirsty Thursday, you know how we do it here on the Throttled Roots podcast. And for today, um, I get excited when people kind of come and they hear about Throttled Roots and they're kind of uh, coming at us going, we like what you do. We want to be on the podcast. We want to share our story. That means that what we're doing here is just kind of getting out there. The message is getting out there. The word is getting out there. And that's exactly what happened with uh, the pack track. Um, I was excited to get these people on the uh, podcast. I love their story. I love what it is that they're doing. Um, I'm a dog person. You're going to hear all about it. I'm going to let them break it down to you a little bit. I am going to bring them in right now, but get relaxed, hang out. This is what we're about to do. We're about to do our Thirsty Thursday podcast. And let me bring in the crew, the people known as the Pack Track. What's up, guys? How are you doing? Hi, Ray. We're good. Hi, Ray. Good. Yeah. Thanks for having us on the show. Absolutely. I was uh, I was honored and thrilled. I'm a dog person and I'm a motorcycle person. Seemed like a winning combination for me. Couldn't think of a better way. So you guys are um, traveling. That is the that is kind of what you guys are doing, right? You're traveling the world, and I'm obviously it is happening in phases. I have to be assuming, but you guys are kind of traveling the world with your dogs. From what I understand, dogs you've kind of picked up along the way, maybe, and just think you know things have kind of transpired along your journey here. So um, let's kind of start off with who you guys are. Let, let let's let these people know what you guys, who you are and where you're at. Where we're at. So we're in Cambodia at the moment. Uh, we're traveling around Southeast Asia. Um, we've been traveling for nine years now. We left Australia um, actually yeah, nine years ago this month. And originally the trip was going to be two years around the world with our dog from Australia, Skylar. But um, yeah, I mean, it's life on the road, it's life. Uh, so unfortunately she passed away, she had cancer. Um, we kind of reassessed our goals for the trip and realized we were enjoying it. And um, yeah, decided not to hurry. And then of course we've picked up dogs along the way, so. I love it, yeah. I love it. Why yeah, did we, you, we, go ahead. Well, we realized that our, our budget that we set was um was very realistic and we're actually able to to go a lot longer with our, with our daily expenses that we we planned for so we thought we were really enjoying it and um and we had nothing really to go back for we'd sold everything back home in australia so we thought we just make it open-ended for now and just see what happens and nine years later we would have been home probably a lot sooner if um if it hadn't been for covid restrictions and everything but yeah. yeah here we are nine years later um still uh still trying to wait make our way back to australia <laughs> this is the closest we've been for a long time though yeah, that's true. give me a, a I, I have general idea but how close and how or how far is cambodia from australia from a how far are you guys oh it's still probably like a thailand's an 11 hour flight to sydney I yeah think. so yeah. it's still i mean it's still a long way wow um because australia is so far and that's actually the reason we decided to do the trip in one go is because australia is so far away um and it just it costs so much to get out of australia and back into australia and um and if you've got dogs then that 
that definitely complicates things because it's probably one of the hardest countries in the world to get dogs into. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So I got I to gotta ask then. So what was the kickoff to this then? I mean, obviously for me as a motorcycle guy, I would love to be able to travel as much as I can on uh, my, my Harley. You know, I'm, I'm keen to the Harleys, but I would love to be able to travel like you guys are. The freedom, the not in, and it's freedom, it's luxury, but it's also sacrifice. Without, without, you guys are doing something that there is sacrifice to to other means because you're putting everything that you got into this. But what is it that kind of kicked it off? I mean, why'd you say we're gonna travel the world? What, what where did it start? I think it's something for both of us. It's been like travel is kind of been something that we always wanted to do. We've both had inspirational um, family members. Uh, I had an older sister who went traveling when she was in her early 20s. And um, Janelle had a grandmother who traveled around the world. Um, so we've kind of grew up with those or, or in our later childhood, very inspirational kind of um, people for us and seeing them go off and do these things or hearing their stories about it. So uh, I know that I, I always wanted to go and I tried at the when I turned 18, I bought a ticket to the UK and was going to go backpacking. And six months later, I think I was just too young. <laughs> I, I, I just pretty much stayed in London and um, like, actually, I think a lot of backpackers um, end up doing and didn't see anything. And it was really, I was kind of really um, disheartened by it, but, uh, but it kind of, I always thought I always knew I'd done it wrong and I needed to, to give it another go. So, uh, yeah, I, just, I, I kind of always planned some longer trip. And, um, and from our first date, we, we were, we were talking about traveling on our first date. So <laughs> I, think, I think the other thing as well is maybe, uh, maybe for Australians is that you don't, um, because we're an Island nation, you don't get that it, you don't get that exposure to other cultures. You can't just pop across the border and go somewhere that maybe people speak a different language or, and, and certainly when you're just living like your normal life, you don't, you often don't interact with new people very often. So uh, traveling is, is such a great opportunity to really, to really see the world um, and, and meet new people and understand and learn. So I think that's something we, I don't think we realized that we, we wanted and we needed that, but it's become very clear over the nine years that that is, that's what's really important to us. I love that right there. And, and you know, I, you know, from, I've, I've experienced the island feel once really in my life. Uh, and when I say that I went to, we went to Hawaii for a period of time for vacation, you know, and you're right. I, 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 I now obviously Australia's a lot bigger than than Hawaii would be, but it's the island feel of like you're here. You can't cross a border. You can't just jump over to another city or another town. I mean, I'm here in Southern California. You know how diverse I'm, you have. I'm, you know you have an idea of how diverse it is around here. We can go to Chinatown. We can go. It's there's everything around here. So I understand a little bit more of the significance and the meaning. Like, hey, let's go out and see. Let's travel. Let's get out of what our comfort zone is where did it kind of start then so you leave australia and where's kind of the first place that you're like you're like we're this is the kind of the kickoff this episode is brought to you by ride 1k in a day put your miles where your mouth is do you call yourself a mile crusher have you ridden a 1k in a day no then you need to go check out ride1kinaday.com or check them out on Instagram ride1k in a day a thousand miles in 24 hours you will extend your ability as a rider you will see some things that you have never seen that you can only experience when you do a thousand miles on the road grab some friends do it on a solo push your limits have some fun with it but get out there and put your miles where your mouth is go find a route go check out the Instagram and read some of the stories that are on there you will get inspired you will have some routes right there at your disposal ready for you not even plan it look at the map go and hit it and go and run the route somebody else has already done a thousand miles in 24 hours is not an accomplishment that everybody can say that they've done i've done two of them the first one in 2020 and i just finished one in 2022 it is an experience i will do one every single year because i want to experience that i want to have fun i want to see stuff out on the road it's a challenge i'm going to bring my friends tell your friends hey let's go do 1k in a day and watch how 
crazy they look at you, all right? Put your miles where your mouth is. Go check out Ride1K in a Day on Instagram and go check out Ride1K in a Day.com. Put your miles where your mouth is. Um, so, well, we, I think we were very sensible at the start of our trip. So <laughs> I think that was probably more me than Stu. I was, I think I was probably scared. Um, and so the, we picked, we had to, there are a few things we had to think about. We didn't want to buy bikes in Australia and ship them because that was initially like, that's a big expense right up front at the start of the trip. Yeah. So we needed to go somewhere where we could buy bikes and get the documents in our names because uh, we knew we needed that for border crossings. But we also needed somewhere that we felt comfortable flying our dog into. Like we'd never done that before. Uh, we didn't know anyone who'd done that. And so, we, you know, we were thinking, of course, the worst of, of that whole process. Um, so we picked uh, the US and we flew. We got a, a direct flight from Sydney into Dallas. And it turned out to be a really, really uh, great decision because the, the bikers straight away, like we had bikers in, in Dallas who just like, <laughs> yeah, just helped us, uh, made awesome. us feel welcome, uh, gave us lots of information. And it was for us, I think it was a great, if we'd gone somewhere where perhaps there'd been a language barrier, um, it might've been, it would have been difficult. This was kind of an easy transition for us to go, from Sydney to, to Dallas and, and kind of figure it, figure everything out, get the bikes and then start traveling. Yeah, totally. We under weren't aware that it could snow in March though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we never seen snow before really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it can get a little chilly out there in the in the Texas area or any any of that stuff. Yeah, it can get a little chilly out there. Um, and Texas, actually, I've been I I've, uh, I've I don't think have I ridden in Texas? No, I've never ridden a motorcycle. Visited, gone out there, have family that's been out there or that lives out there. And uh, my uh, my I've, I've gone to like bike events when I was out there just to attend to see what kind of the culture is, the lifestyle is. Very welcoming, very, you know, that Texas uh, hospitality maybe kind of spills over even more into the bike. The biker community is already very welcoming and, and giving and, you know, all that as it is. Maybe you add the, the Texas hospitality on it, the South hospitality, and it adds another level to it. So 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 you start in Texas and I guess you're. You're right in the middle then. You're right in the middle of the United States. At that point, where I mean you got you can go west, you can go east. Where did you and let me ask first of all then, because for me, the motorcycles are like, you know, what is it that you started this journey on? I know what you're on now, but what did you what did you end up buying when you got over here? Oh, so it's, it's the same these way. bikes, the bikes that are parked just out there are the bikes we bought in Texas. Oh, it's same the bike. same, same bikes. bikes. Okay, wow. I thought, now, I know you guys said we're Harley, you know, enthusiasts or people at heart and stuff. So I wasn't sure if you had bought, you know, a Harley to kind of start your trip here. Because it's nine years now, right? You guys have been on these same bikes for nine years? Yeah. Same yeah. bikes. Love yeah. it. Love it. How yeah. many? So very how many? Attached, very, very attached to our bikes. <laughs> I was about to say those bikes are now. They've been places. They've got miles on them. They've got a lot of them. How many miles? We'll, we're going to obviously keep diving. But how many? What's the odometers up on those things now? Over one hundred and twenty thousand. Good for you. Um, at various stages, the um, the ABS rooms or uh, the dash is uh, broken. And we haven't been for quite considerable lengths of, of distances. We haven't been able to. It hasn't been ticking over, but they're, they're registering 120,000 miles. I think maybe there's another 20,000 miles on each of them. So um, yeah, I love yeah. we're, we're, we're quickly approaching 150,000 miles. I guess love it. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. A trip around the world going to do that. I would imagine, you know. Do you guys have a vehicle, or is everything um, is everything on two wheels? Sorry, 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 we missed that question. Oh, I'm sorry. You got me breaking. I might be breaking up a little bit. Do you guys uh, have a vehicle? Do you have a vehicle with four wheels or is your complete mode of transportation uh, two wheels? Yeah. So um, even so back in Australia, when we when we were sort of getting close to thinking this trip might happen, we bought brand new Harleys, the the Sportsters, um, and we thought we were going to do the trip on those. But riding them around, uh, like we, yeah, we quickly quickly realized that they they maybe weren't the right bike for us 
for this trip. But in preparation for, for the travel, we actually, we sold our car. We just wanted to make ourselves be just on bikes and see what that was like. You know, if it's a rainy day and you have to get on the bike, how do you feel about that? Or um, if I have to take the dog to the vet or take, the mu- take my dog to my mum's place, I'm taking her on the bike. What, you know, what that, what, what is that going to be like? And we liked it. Um, so the only time we've, we've had a car on the whole trip is, oh, we've, we've hired cars a couple of times, but we, um, during COVID, yeah. we were, we, we were kind of, we were in Bulgaria and we were just about, we wanted to head over towards Turkey, but we realized this is 2020, um, 2020, end of 2020, early 21. Yeah. We realized mm-hmm. that things just weren't going to change. We couldn't. So, and it was winter. So we, we parked our bikes up in someone's um, yard and we bought a car and then we, we hmm. went to the UK to work, to, to wait and see what happened, see if things would open up over summer and maybe we could. Uh, but that's the only time we've we've not had the bikes with us. Yeah. I, I love Unless they've been shipping. When they've been shipping. So just recently we, uh, we shipped the bikes to Thailand and we use that opportunity to go to Vietnam because it's very difficult. You can do it, but you need a guide and it's daily expenses. Um, it's you'll run into the thousands to, to take a, a motorbike, a foreign bike into Vietnam. So we, we decided that it was a good opportunity for us to go there while we're waiting for the bikes to ship to Thailand to see it as backpackers. So we, um, <laughs> we, yeah, we flew in and we took a couple of flights and some buses and trains and, we realized quite quickly that our bikes are awesome because <laughs> they make life so much easier for transporting stuff around, trying to move three dogs around on public transport and flights. And oh, oh, it was a it nightmare. Was, it was, we really built up our muscles though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can, it was a different experience. So was, I can yeah, relate a little yeah, bit, uh, not, not to the, not to the animal aspect. I have two dogs myself, but I, I traveled with, I have two young kids and I have an older one, but traveling with kids, boy, that's an experience. I'd imagine, you know, a dog is relying on you to move it, carry it, tell it to go over here. It's probably a, a similar type of, uh, experience with, with the stuff. I got to pack a stroller and I got to, it's, it's, it's a effort, man, to, to move with children and really our animals i love my dogs i mean i have a big 80 pound boxer and a little five pound chihuahua and i love those dogs to death they are my kids they are my fur family like i will i will lay down for those dogs it's it's amazing how uh connected we become with our with our animals you know they are just uh they love you unconditionally they adapt to a lot of different, um, you know, environments that, you know, they, as long as they kind of have us around, like they know, like, oh, there's, there's, there's my human, there's, there's my person. Uh, they are a happy breed. I love dogs. What type of dogs are you guys moving around? Well, oh, oh, is this, yeah. So we've got, um, We've got something a little bit like your Chihuahua. We've got a, a tiny little one. She's Let me see, actually. Let me see if I can actually pull up a picture. Um, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm listening to you. I wanted to see if I can pull up a picture here on your uh, on your Instagram so we can maybe see if we... Uh, yes, yeah. On, our in- on Instagram, get your pictures. Here we go. Um, so that's our tiny one, and she's been with us for seven years. Is this her? She's about eleven years old. We picked her up in Colombia. Am I looking at the right? Who is? Who is? Am I? Yes. Yes. yes that's her. That's okay. Shadow. Shadow. <laughs> and that—that that is a perfect um, quote to go with her because she's the little love bug in our family. Like she's just, she loves everyone. She loves everything. She's she's a very happy little girl. Uh, so we think we think she's about 11 years old. Then we've got uh, Weety. We've had for almost a year longer than Shadow. We picked Weety up in Venezuela. She's black and white. She's got a white stripe down her nose. Let me see if I can find um, her really quick. Uh, she's, she's about 10 years old. Let's see. Do, are you seeing the screen here right now? Oh, is yeah, this is this her? Yeah. No, 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 that's no. not ours. That's a friend's biker dog. Okay. <laughs> that's actually a Thai biker dog. <laughs> uh, keep going. Keep going. Oh, jeez. Uh, I think at the top there was one. Let's Ooh. see. Let's see. Oh, we should. Oh, wait. We're looking further down. Oh, uh, yeah. There, there, there. Here um, on your, yeah, just. There's a one, head no, up, in the video. Up, it's a video, yeah. This. Yeah. This one. You can oh, see. there she is. is. Okay. Weird. Oh, that's pretty cool. This is actually how you guys. 
this is actual footage of them riding and moving along with you then. This is really cool right here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Wheaties, Wheaties a little bit disabled. Uh, her back legs aren't very good. Uh, so like the motorbike's perfect for her because she can't, she can't walk very far, but she loves to be out and about. And then just recently, oh, about just, oh, a, a year, year ago. Yeah, just a year, over, yeah. yeah, we've got Azra, Azra Kadabra. There she is. Yeah. Is, this, is, that, is, this, is this her here? Yeah, yeah, she's the puppy. She's, <laughs> uh, she's not quite 18 months. She's been probably the biggest challenge of our entire journey. <laughs> <laughs> the baby. Um, but yeah, having having a puppy. Neither of us had ever really had puppies no. before. And and we found her in Turkey on the road. She was so tiny. Um and we decided to keep her. Um, but uh very quickly, oh, we had these moments where we were like, Oh my god, what have we done? What have we done? <laughs> uh what do you what do we do with a puppy? How do you <laughs> like how do you talk to a puppy and how do you teach a puppy? And we're on YouTube constantly watching videos and trying not to screw her up because the other two just came. They like, they were perfect. <laughs> it's actually, I was I watching this video something. right here. I'm so curious. Like, how do you, like, they look, um, they look very at ease. Um, they look very just kind mm -hmm. of, they, they like anybody, like a normal passenger on a motorcycle would kind of sit back there. They look like they're having a grand time. You guys have a little like door open for them. They got their heads out. They're poking around like, they look very comfortable, like sitting on the bike. It, did that take um, a period of time to get them accustomed to it, or that naturally did they just kind of gravitate towards it? No, we really didn't even give them much choice because we we picked them up while we were traveling. I mean, with Shadow in particular, we found her. She was hit by a car, and, and um, we pulled over, ran back, and picked her up. Uh, we were in the middle of nowhere in Colombia. And there, we tried to find a, a local vet, but it was about six o'clock in the evening. So um, everything was closed. And we were three hours out of Bogota where we had a hotel booked. So she just went in the pillion pooch with, um, with Weedy. I zipped everything up and uh, so that she couldn't get out because I didn't have a harness for her or any way of attaching her. The only way I could keep her in there was to zip everything up. And we rode three hours. So she just got thrown straight in there. She had her eye bulging out. Um, we took her to the, uh, the vet the very next day and um, she had surgery. And then um, actually like about three or four days later, we were on a plane to Florida. So she really just got thrown in the deep end. <laughs> we always said that, you know, if any, if at any point, any of our dogs, uh, for whatever reason, decide they don't want to ride anymore, then we would, we would stop what we're doing. Absolutely. Um, Cause we're never going to give them up. And they're more important, uh, but we're just—I think we've just been really lucky that they just—they do all really enjoy it. We don't—we don't try not, yeah. We don't push them. We don't do big yeah. days. There's lots of breaks. We try to keep it fun for them as well as us. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is uh, that was something I was curious about? Is kind of uh, how often you know, because dogs got to go to the bathroom and dogs got to you know, you know, dogs got to do certain things. You know, we might be able to hold our stuff longer than maybe a dog can. So I would imagine that yeah, you you need to get out, and let them out. Like if you're traveling with a dog in a car, yeah, you got to get off at a pit stop or you know, a, a somewhere to be able to let them out and do their business. So I'd imagine that yeah, it absolutely is entailed in part of your traveling, and you have to kind of keep that in the back of your mind i had a question actually about the uh i'm gonna pull them back up actually let me see if i can uh the the packs themselves like these right here like how did you what are what, i mean are these something that you guys kind of obviously they're branded a little bit with with what you guys are doing but is this something that is like out there for other people to use maybe for their dogs did you guys kind of come up with this how, how does this work here yeah so this is something we we designed this uh 10 years ago before we were writing for a little bit with it in australia but we just kind of we uh we mocked up something at home with um toilet rolls and coat hangers and uh, this metal <laughs> tray we had and we went to a metal workshop and said can you make this more durable <laughs> and they designed so they came up with something uh brilliant so we traveled with that for about five years i guess yeah three or, uh, yeah, three or four years at least and we were just constantly being contacted by people about where to get them or how to do it. So we um, we just told them what we'd done and just to go to a metal workshop. But um, eventually we thought, well, let's, we'll try and make a business out of it. So we, 
I used YouTube and learned how to use CAD and <laughs> drew up some designs, sent it off to some um, some uh, manufacturers, and yeah, now we've got uh, stock of them. So we 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 created oh. a, a website and a business and sell them now. So yeah, it's it's been a little bit of a it's kind of a trickle income for us, but we're making yes. A reasonable amount of sales every year with them so that's yeah. pretty that's it's pretty a, cool yeah i mean you have to you have to become creative when you you're on the road for nine years you know the money the original money does sort of eventually run out and then you have to find other ways of funding it if that's what you want to do you want to keep going so yeah this was a good way i'd imagine like i mean uh it's it looks like a structurally sound it obviously you know you guys are putting miles you're on dirt roads like in this picture here you guys are going to some maybe more desolate areas it's not just kind of freeway or dirt you know road riding and i'd imagine mm -hmm. you know you're doing highway speeds at times this is something that has to kind of keep up with the wind and you know like take a beating a little bit of it you know like uh when you're riding 70 miles an hour or 60 miles an hour on a freeway things get beat up my flannels and my shirts get beat up from just flapping in the wind you know so this thing uh what's it made out of actually is it like a canvas on the outside of it yeah it's a cover but it's a full roll cage we um we landed oh. we we uh, lowered a um a land rover onto it and it's it held the weight so um wow. we, it, we designed it for, we well over engineered it but we we wanted it to be something seriously strong yeah so so the cover which is all you really see that's that's the same kind of material they use on the side of trucks. That's that PVC. It's like gotcha. super, super strong, super strong stuff. Um, and it's got like, you can see like there's a little zip and there's ventilation points. Um, but underneath that is what you can't see because it just looks like a tent. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, what you can't see are the, the aluminium bars and there's like a, um, a plastic tub that the bars connect through to a metal base to like make it super strong. That's really yeah. cool. I mean, it's a, I, I was I was curious about it. I saw it, obviously, you guys, and they have room to stand up, move around. It looks like a pretty good-sized unit for them to be able to sit down or hang out comfortably. Let's see here. Yeah, it's yeah. good It's good for our-sized dogs. It's like it's for small to medium-sized dogs. Um, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, Skylar, the dog we traveled with from Australia, the, the size was signed around her. So she was a 23-kilo pit bull. So um, that's, that's pretty much the ideal size. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but we have two dogs in there. But now we have our four kilo dog in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of like um, where you guys like maybe uh, some of your more favorite places that you've kind of have visited. I mean, how far, I guess, how much further maybe do you have to go? But what are some of the places that you've kind of been to where you're like, that was that was um, that was a bucket list or it was just like that was a place I like to see? It's a really, people ask us this question a lot. It's really, it's a really hard question to answer. Um, so we've been to 107 countries now wow. um, with the bikes, with the bikes and the dogs. So, I mean, we did a little bit of traveling before, but not much. We haven't, we don't include that in that count. But um, uh, the thing is, when you, when you, when you think about that question, it's like, well, there's countries that are great for riding because we love to ride. Like we, we are, we're motorcycle enthusiasts. And then there's countries that are, great with dogs like you can go on on cable cars and you can go on buses and trams and getting around with dogs and staying in hotels is really easy um uh, luxembourg luxembourg yeah luxembourg yeah yeah that was amazing for tra traveling with dogs so pet friendly tiny tiny, tiny country and very cheap fuel which is also an advantage <laughs> <laughs> um but i think mexico's mexico's always been up there for us because it was like it was our first country we went from texas into mexico and it was wow our mind was blown it was so different to anywhere we'd been uh such great motorcycle community uh plenty of pet lovers and just a lively loud colorful country you know and the food food they love football <laughs> so mexico's always been up there turkey turkey's always turkey since we've been there has always um now been up there for us we really enjoyed it and then then there's mongolia which is just like so different to anywhere else and and we definitely didn't get enough time in mongolia yeah. we want to go back that's really that's, then, go ahead go ahead i just as far as really um oh, I don't know, 
kind of amazing things, places that we've been to this year or last year now, sorry, we crossed Iraq. Um, so mm. we, that was just such a, um, I don't know how to explain like a it. It was a big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> we were really, we were really scared about going there and uh, it was just, yeah. Yeah. We, cro- we, we went in and we were just trying to get to Jordan. We wanted to go to Petra and then make our way down to Saudi Arabia and we just thought it was just somewhere where we were going to cross and just do it as quickly as possible because of all the dangers. But it's uh, people just took us into their homes. And um, we, again, the biker community, we went to this bike event just outside Baghdad. Um, there was 900 bikes there and uh, they um, brought us in as uh, guests of honour and, um, and, yeah, just really, really looked after us. Yeah. And then we went and stayed in uh, some one of the bikers' homes for a few nights before we we crossed over to um, Jordan. But and, and the crossing experience was amazing. We have to you've got to cross the um, the Syrian desert about four hundred and fifty kilometers, and um, so and you have to do it in a day. You cannot stop on that route because at night time it's handed over. ISIS is still active out there, and wow. the uh, the military they patrol during the day, and they'll esc- we were escorted by military. And, but at night time, they will go home and just pretty much hand it back over because they can't con- patrol it at night time. It's just too dangerous. Um, and then we got to, we went through Jordan, had a great time there for about a month, and we tried to go to Saudi Arabia. And they're very strict on pets. There's a pet permit that we needed to get into Saudi Arabia, and um, we didn't have it. So we tried to get out the border, but. Uh, there were issues because it was during Ramadan and they were um, it was just coming towards the end and everyone was going on on holiday. So uh, getting anything done in Saudi Arabia that time of year through government agencies was just near impossible. So then we we just rushed it back across um, Jordan as quickly as we could while our visa was still good and back into Iraq. So we did it a so second time. <laughs> but we actually were really excited about going back because yeah. we made all these friends and uh, we went straight back to staying with them. And again, we bounced through uh, different um, chapters of the Iraq Bikers, which is the bike club there, and they all looked after us. And, but yeah, we moved our way back up to Turkey and we're, it was a spectac- yeah, really spectacular experience. We're, we're really lucky because um, the pet community, like the people who love dogs and people who love bikes, are two really passionate groups. And we get to kind of be in both of those worlds, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah, that's a that's a comforting group. I said I, I would I would imagine to be in. I am just uh, I'm on this side of it, kind of. Uh, I'll be honest, a little bit in awe. Like I love to cross state lines. Like I I'm here in the United States. I'm here in, based in Southern California, and I have beautiful riding in my neck of the woods in Southern California. This is I mean I have hills, I have beaches, I have the desert. Just a couple. I have everything within a shot away from me. But there's nothing more that I like doing than going on a long distance or just crossing state lines. There's something about that that just like that that that's my like chi, I guess. I don't know. That's where I just feel most like in my zone and most most connected with my motorcycle. And then to hear you talking about crossing your I mean, I pulled it up right now. I was going to I was going to pull it back up on the screen because I was like, holy cow, you said 107. Obviously, this might be a little uh, late to the party, but this is I'm, this is a video of you at 101 countries right here, which is in Mongolia. And I was looking at this video going, look at this. This is just I mean, it's kind of I, I don't know, obviously, the territory, but look at you're kind of in to me. It looks like you're in the sticks, like you're just out there, like you're just, yeah, yeah this looks like, I, I recently did a 1K in a day, and I rode around the route that I did, it went around Area 51, and it was in the sticks, it was in the middle of nothing, and that's what it looks like here, but I'm just in awe of like, you're crossing countries, and you're doing, you know, you're like, I'm, I'm 109, 107 countries is what you're up to now, which is amazing, is there like a number, like w- when you say, travel the world is the goal to hit every country that's the that's the ultimate goal here or or what's the what's the end game no 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 and i think i i i don't think that's a good attitude to have when you're traveling either i don't think it i think it needs to be you you kind of you you need to to drop your routines and drop your all your all your expectations 
and learn to just kind of go with where the road is sending you. And, and when you do that, the travel becomes really exciting and fun. When you're like, I need to go here and I need to see that building and I, I need to be up at seven and on the road and I have, you know, all these rules, you don't give yourself the opportunity to have an adventure, I think. So. We, we tried that right at the start. We tried to be up at six o'clock and out. And, we had a route. Uh, we had, yeah, we, <laughs> and we were trying to do 800 kilometres a day. We were really... It, it wasn't fun. No, it wasn't. And we, we nearly, argued yeah, all the time. We nearly had a divorce in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we quickly stopped doing that because it just it's just not fun. And what's the point of doing it if it's not fun? And now, actually, so we've got comms, which, which um, comms in the helmets, which I yep. really recommend if you are riding with other people. They're, they're great. You can tap off if you want to listen to music. But we often pack up and we get on the road and then we start talking about what we want, where we might want to go or what we might want to do that day. Um, do we feel like just riding? Do we, do we not feel like are our bum sore from being on the bikes a few days? Do we need a bit of a break? <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, that's, that's a perfect advice, Janelle. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm with you on that philosophy in that kind of way. You know, there's certain days where I know I'm going to go maybe hang out with the fellas or something, or I'm going to go to the local watering hole or something. And that's the destination for the day. I'm going here and I'm going there, but there's other days where, yeah, I might start there, but I really have no destination in mind. I really have no route. I really don't have a place, you know, that I know that I want to go to or need to be. And those are the rides that are just like, the best ones you just you because there's not an agenda there's no timeline there's everything that you said eliminated from that and the response usually is when i'm on those type of days like where are you going wherever the front wheel points me i'm going to turn left here i'm going to turn right there and if you gonna if you have the ability the flexibility to be able to enjoy your ride like that not everybody does or can for every single ride but that is a certain level of i, I want to say like euphoria when it comes to people on motorcycles because there that is the kind of the epitome that is the like top of the food chain when it comes to the freedom of what being on a motorcycle really means it's just go go and explore and go and do what you're going to do so no time limits no destination no got to get here got to get there the way you guys are doing it i that is the uh i would agree and you're right i could see why it would cause some arguments in the beginning <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what is kind of uh like the next um uh, is there i wouldn't say like like we said there's no end game or anything like that but is the plan to return back to australia within you know some point or are you just kind of letting the 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 travels take you where you be and and then land where you land when you're done yeah, it's no. Now we've we've for the last six months we have been on a uh, on a like a, we we've been ending the trip in we, we we're making our way back to Australia somehow. Things have changed. We, we would have been heading back in May, but Australia changed their rules in January on pets importing into um, into Australia. Now coming from Southeast Asia isn't an option directly. We have to go somewhere to one of the approved countries for six months. So approved countries are Japan, South Korea, um, USA and Canada. Uh, there's a few in, in there, there is Singapore, um, but most of the ones in Asia are expensive countries to be staying in for six months. So we're now looking at going over to North America for the next uh, six months to see out that kind of quarantine period before we'll be eligible for getting to Australia. And then we will be going back to Australia. So we want to finish our trip though with a, a tour around um, Australia. See, uh, see we've never, Australia. We've never, when we had bikes in Australia, um, you know, we didn't know about clubs and we just kind of, we more rode them as, as transport when you liked them. I probably did more trips on my bike than Stu ever did. He really just, you really just used it for getting to work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did a few kind of trips on mine. But um, so we've never ridden around Australia. Um, so it's going to be a really fun way to kind of finish this adventure. Yeah. Uh, this adventure, we don't know what the next one will be. Of course, of course. <laughs> I got I to gotta ask, like, does it, 
does it, what 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 type of feeling does it give you? Does it does it give you a, a, a feeling of like, oh, we accomplished this. We did it. Or is it kind of like a somber like, oh, it's kind of coming to an end. This chapter is coming into an end. What what does it make you feel kind of knowing that you're not ending anything, but you're heading back home? It's it's a there's a bit of excitement about it, really it's kind of moving on to the next stage we we i think if we finished it without having achieved what we wanted to achieve then it would we'd feel a little bit bummed about it but we've done everything that we wanted to do so we've, we've well, been we're, yeah we're really happy with what yeah we've done. we're really happy yeah. with with what we've done there I mean, yeah there are a few other places but we you know you, you have to leave some places because then you've got places to go back to so, <laughs> so you've got another trip to plan um so yeah i, I i'm actually excited about the prospects of, of of what we can get up to next, what we can do next, and um, I think yeah. yeah, I think it's it's we're not going. It's not like we're going back to Australia and we we've got a house that we're going back to and jobs we're going back to. We don't have any of that, so it is an adventure going back to Australia for us. Um, we've got traveling around the country to look forward to first, and then um, you know we've changed so much over the nine years, uh, and we've. We've learnt so much as well. The new skills we've got, um, we want to do something with that. So that's what we need to kind of figure out, uh, yeah, how to, how to keep life exciting and interesting after this trip. Yeah, yeah totally, totally understood. It's uh, I, I, You're going back to a place. Are you guys going back to the same uh, city, same region that you guys were in before? Or because this, if not, that's a whole, you're starting – you can say safely you're starting over. You're you 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 got rid of everything. You sold it to go and do the life and live the life that you're living. So, yeah, you're basically going back to like or not going back. You are going back to a place you're familiar with, but starting afresh. Yes, yeah, that's true. And I think some some people sort of wonder. Um, we were talking uh, when we crossed the border into Laos the other day. Uh, I was talking to a young Israeli guy, and he was saying he was like. Why, why would you try to end the trip? Um, why, why don't you try to keep going? Um, I suppose it's a little bit more complicated for us. Like uh, Wheaty, um, our biggest dog, she's now, yeah, she's 10, 11. Uh, we, can see, we can see such a change in her over the years as well. I think we feel like she needs, um, she, ne- she probably needs a bit more of a, a stable environment, maybe yeah. She needs a retirement, I think. She needs a retirement, <laughs> yes. She's I been understand. amazing. She's been the best the best biker companion. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh that's what you want to do for your fur family, right? They're un- unconditional love and when yeah. they uh when you you know when they need something or you're you're like what their best interest is and it sounds like that's the direction and then you like you said, you start your your new adventure, you you start planning the new adventure in life. You know, I I love it. I mean, I love what you guys are doing. I wish I had not I wish. I love what I do and I love my life and everything, but you know, the flexibility, the, uh, you know, to be able to get on my bike as, as much and ride it as much as you guys, I love riding, uh, any, anything on two wheels, but that is something that I have just thought about. Like, man, I would love to just go for me because everybody's situation is different. But for me, I'd love to be able just to be out on the road for like a month, two months and just go and just ride and even if it's just meaning for me for like the United States like just riding around the United States for a month or two there's so much stuff to see out there and on two wheels it's really a different experience you could smell you can feel different temperatures when you're riding it's just a different it it all the senses are just like heightened when you're doing it and when you're doing it with your dog I'd love to have my dog one time I just stuck my little dog in my vest to like go down the street and I thought it was the coolest thing so for you guys to be traveling with two of them is really cool wait we love to see, I mean, everywhere we go, uh, people smile. They can't help it. A lot of people laugh even when we go past. Um, if we're going slowly and they really get a look at the dogs. Uh, it, it, on the roads, yeah, pe- people are waving at us and it's so nice to bring a little smile to people everywhere we go. I'd imagine so. Where are you guys actually planning? So when is the... Uh, the uh, Maybe the D part, when is that, is that something on like, uh, on the plate of like, cause it sounds like, uh, Australia has some pretty strict 
quarantine type of things that you guys have to deal with. So if you're coming to the United States, when is that? When do you think that may be happening? And do you guys have a place where you think you're going to go and land for a little bit for that quarantine period? Yeah, we it'll probably be April or early May um, that we leave Southeast Asia. We're just trying to line things up at the moment. Um, and my brother lives in Canada, so uh, in just between Ottawa and Toronto. So we we'll, um, he's invited us to to stay with him for six months. So um, that's that's where we will be be based. But while we're in North America, we want to be able to get out and tour and see. Um, yeah, see, go to events and, um, and yeah, just do what we do basically. So the, the yeah. bikes are going to come with you over here. Then you guys are still going to be moving, traveling, doing some stuff on the bikes, uh, with the dogs and just like you are now, but you're just going to move your venture over here for the next six months. Yeah. In, uh, we're actually, <laughs> we're actually hoping yeah. to be sitting down writing two books the first two books about wow. our travels well we want to we we want to use that time well um so and, and we're always thinking about uh our financial situation so uh we're at the moment just working on a um on a kickstarter campaign for uh the first two books in our series so that'll be leaving australia and um traveling through the americas yeah so that's what we're hoping to be doing and yes yeah, brother very kindly offered to let us sort of hang out with him so i think we'll probably be in canada for most of that period but but we'll see we don't we don't know i love i love the creativity man you have to you have to i would imagine in your guys's uh, situation in your you know travels and stuff that you do need to get creative with uh, you you need us. You need to fund it. You need to be able to put gas. You need to be able to feed the dogs. You need a place to put your head down. You need clothes on your back. You need you know all the stuff that it takes just cost of living. And I love the creativity and yeah, the it's the it's the creativity to be able to fund it. But it's also um, like with the dog with the with the with the cages. I don't want to call them a cage, but with the pack that that your your dogs travel in to be able to sell that and offer that experience to other people, that's the creative side of it. I am sitting here picking your brain about your guys's travels and just getting the the audio portion of it talking to you now, but I can't ima- I can only imagine how many things you've seen with that like that are just in between your ears that you need to get down on paper and just jot down and for people to be able to like read like that's a whole nother different way of a a creative aspect of being able to do this and it's two birds with one stone you know you need you need monetary value to be able to do what you're doing but in the same aspect you're going to be sharing your story and your your experiences with i i know that i would sit down and read something like that it'd be very interesting to hear and read what you guys would how you would lay that out so i i kudos to you guys i i would love to whenever that happens please i would or whenever it drops I will be there waiting for a book myself. This episode is brought to you in part by My Garage in Ventura. My Garage is my plug. They are my source for all of my parts, for my road glide, for my project bikes, for my homies bikes. I send everybody over to My Garage. Go and hit them up. Let them know that you heard about them on the Throttled Roots podcast, and they're going to break you off with that Throttled Roots pricing. All right, They have everything in their 15,000 square foot facility. Everything from engine builds to dynos, the 15 hoist that they have for the bikes, 40 years of experience from their technician. 15,000 square foot facility means that they carry a lot of parts in stock. And if they don't have it in stock, he can order it for you and get it shipped right to your door. If you're out of state, don't worry. Call him, 805-983-6400, and he can get the parts shipped right to your door same day. If you're in the area, cruise down. Go check out their facility. You'll have a good time. Check out some of the bikes. See all the different parts that they got. Tires, they are my plug for tires. Always, always got my tires in stock ready for me to go. I don't have to wait. So give them a call, 805-983-6400. Let them know you heard about them on the Throttle Roots podcast, and they're going to take care of you. All right? My Garage Inventura. Follow them on Instagram, 805-983-6400. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so 
I will, I will, I will, uh, are you guys going to do some traveling then in the United States then? Like when you guys are over on this side of it, are you going to kind of maybe hunker? Cause, and I ask because I like to travel and if I could ever like link up, if you guys are coming this way and I'm going that way, I'd love to meet the dog, love to see the bike. By the way, I don't even think I asked what bikes are you guys like riding on? What is this, this nine year venture been on? the bmw 650gs so it's it's not a it's a good size it's like well at the time it was one of the smaller gs's but um yeah it's it's, it's good off-road um it's not too heavy so i mean we especially in the desert and the jungles where uh, we are dropping the bike a lot um and you know, picking it up once or twice is fine, but if you're doing it 20 times a day, it's nice to not be a really heavy bike. So, and it's yeah. pretty simple. It's, 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 it's got, we can fix it. Mm. We can fix most things or, um, we can find some lovely mechanic somewhere who will help us to fix it. <laughs> so who's this? Are they both the same, both same in color? I just pulled this up. Like this is, where is this? This is on the side of the road. Are you guys doing something here? I didn't even read the caption oh, here. This, this is a funny story. We, <laughs> we made a friend in Georgia, a German guy called Ben. Um, on Instagram, he's, it's up and down, up and down voyage. He's yeah. a funny guy. Uh, we'd spent some time with him in, in Tbilisi and he was leaving and he was going to explore the north and we were hanging out in Tbilisi a bit and then we were going to Armenia. So I said, oh, well, if you're going, um, if you're going tomorrow, we'll come for a ride with you out of the city and we'll have a coffee. This was, we this was on our way to have a coffee. We ended up going across <laughs> fields, down dirt tracks, in mud, with a crossing. So I'm like, where's my coffee? <laughs> I just wanted a coffee and I haven't had a coffee by this stage. So. <laughs> Yeah, 3 till 5 p.m. It was a great day out. <laughs> a great day out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Tbilisi is in Georgia. Yeah, in uh, Georgia. In, yeah. yeah. This is really cool. Yeah, like, you so got, yeah, this is, this is your bike here, Janelle? Yeah, that's mine. Yeah. What, uh, one of the, uh, what is probably the, uh, the worst, uh, I guess, uh, mechanical failure that maybe has happened to you guys along this trip? That's an easy one. <laughs> we had Janelle's bike uh, a head gasket in Namibia. Uh, no, well, no, initially oh, in Angola. In Angola, yeah. So, you know, Central Africa. Um, it's a country with, uh, that at the time, was having a um, kind of runaway uh, currency. Uh, yeah, uh, what's it called? Um, inflation, yeah. runaway inflation. I got gotcha. getting, getting any. Anything from overseas was near impossible, so we needed to get a head gasket. Um, it was the the thermostat had gone, um, so that's why the head gasket, the engine overheated. Um, but yeah, it was quite a um, it was quite a serious problem for us, and we 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 were in Portugal six months beforehand and there was a big bike event there and so we were invited along and we gave a presentation it was at their christmas party gave a presentation there and um and were invited to to the uh, the, the event for to eat and drink it for free and just mingled with everyone it was a really really good event but we made a lot of contacts there so angola is a ex-portuguese colony i believe and there was a lot of there's a lot of contacts that they had in portugal so when we broke down we were well out of any town we um, we just we had no idea what to do. So luckily, we had a, our phone with credit on there, and so we messaged, just got on WhatsApp, and messaged one of the contacts we had in Portugal, who had said, "If you need trouble, if you're in trouble in Angola, get in touch." So messaged him, and within half an hour or so, there's a, a pickup truck at our location. They're loading Janelle's bike onto the back and driving it into the nearest city, it's about an hour away. Um, and yeah, again, they just, the biker community just helped us out and, um, they yeah. didn't, they didn't have access to, I mean, this guy had a good workshop, but he didn't really have the specialist equipment for dealing with this, but they stripped my bike down. Uh, they got, cause the head had damage then on it. The, the block, uh, that was called the, block? the, head, the yep. head. Um, so he, he literally gets sandpaper and he's sitting there smoking cigarette and he's just sanding the sanding for hours getting it down until he got it till it was it was it was pretty good and then they used and then they they put it all back 
And it was enough to get us out of Angola. We had to get out because we only had so many days on our visa and it was a country you don't want to, you don't want to overstay the visa. Yeah, so it's it complicated. Us, it got us two thousand kilometres. We got into Namibia. Namibia. Uh, it, it, again, it went, but they used um, they set a second hand gasket. Uh, I don't know where they got their gasket from, but it wasn't. It's and we were just told to just sit and uh, we oh, were we there. Did but yeah. but you know, you sit, you don't you don't get involved. We'll take care of everything. And then of course at the end of it, when we go and try and pay, it's like and they took us out for dinner. We did sneak off and pay the bill because we had to give back somehow. But. It's just, yeah, it was amazing hospitality, but it's it's like that everywhere in the yeah. world. It's, uh, but yeah. then then we thought maybe we've used up all our luck, but then in <laughs> Namibia, um, somebody had, uh, sorry, this story's going on. No. Somebody had contacted us and we we're in Morocco, um, a couple from South Africa, and they'd sort of followed us and, and sent us a message. Anyway, they were the only contact we now ha- really had in South Africa, and we said, hey, can we get my bike shipped to your address? You know, the head gasket's gone, blah, blah, blah. We're going to need to get it fixed, but we're going to have to ride with the dogs on Stu's bike. Um, Can you receive the bike for us? Because we can't get there quickly enough. Turns out this guy's a BMW mechanic (laughs) and he dropped everything for a week and he really stripped my bike. He stripped my bike. We had to clean the bikes. He wouldn't touch them until they were clean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, His name's Martin and, um, and and his wife's Dillian. And they, for a week, they looked after us and they got my bike back to better than it had been in a few years, actually. Yeah. yeah, that is a that's a that's an amazing story, and it's a it's a, it's it's cool to hear that like a um, the the worst mechanical part of it turns into like maybe some of the best hospitality and how they took care of you guys on that. There's always, you know, there's I, I love to hear that that type of stuff. There's so much bad that's in the world when you turn the news on and do this and do that, and you hear about you know you guys are going you guys have labeled and named off some countries where. You know, over here in the United States, we hear the we we only hear this end of it, but you guys firsthand experience of like no, there's there's good people, there's motorcycle people, there's animal people, and there's you know just the human aspect of people. I absolutely love and in the biker community, uh, I don't know, I've never been able to like exactly pinpoint why that is, but we're just some very giving. Mm people i don't know what it is about the bike people but there's something about us we can be tough like beards and tattoos and the whole the whole thing but when it comes down to it like really we're some giving individuals and i i don't know i've never been able to kind of make that like that tie but i know that that's what it is yeah yeah yeah. and it doesn't matter what country you're in what part of the world it's what bike you ride yeah doesn't matter yeah 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 absolutely agree i'm a you know i I, i'm i'm i love the harleys but i can appreciate any type of machinery and i can appreciate anybody that's sitting on two wheels because the experience is is the same whether you're on a harley or you're on a a gs650 the wind the the smell, the all that stuff, all those senses, the experience is is the same. And once you kind of get on that level of of euphoria, it's just it's hard to go back. You can't find it somewhere else. And that's why I keep going back to it. And that's why it is what it is for me, because I can't find that that feeling with anything else that I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's, and it's one that nobody, if you don't ride a motorcycle, you just, you'll never understand it really, you know? So, but I was looking actually, (laughs) Stu, you actually are, are you a, are you, would you consider yourself a a daredevil? I don't know. I was, I was kind of just strumming through some of the uh, Instagram stuff and I was like, are you, what, what, because let me show you and then you're going to maybe say, uh, yeah, a little bit. What is, what is this right here, man? Looks like. Oh, um. <laughs> that's yeah. be, that's be, uh, you can bungee jump off the bridge between Zimbabwe and Zambia over Victoria Falls. It's not actually over the falls; it's over the river, uh, just downstream of the falls. But uh, yeah, <laughs> the scariest part of this is the equipment that yes. they use. I mean, there's a towel between your legs that they wrap <laughs> a strap around, and it's you can't really see it in that photo, but it's. I mean, it works. And I, I was always thinking, well, the, the worst case is it's 111 meter bungee, I think. And the worst case is if it does break, 
it's um it's gonna slow me down enough and then i'm landing in water so i'll, I'll survive and actually the day before yeah because there's it, no was, jagged um, rocks or anything hanging below you that there's <laughs> They uh, apparently it was about two years before I did this. Um, someone the, the rope did break, and someone uh, they, a they landed. A lady landed in the water, but they got wow. to her within ten minutes or so. And because there isn't actually anything down below, there's no platforms or or anything. But um, they got to her and they they pulled her out. Um, I think because it's at the bottom of Victoria Falls, at the top there's a lot of crocodiles and. Um, and hippos, but any of them that get down to the bottom probably wouldn't survive going over the falls. But otherwise, it's just too much, too fast down there for there to be any any life like that or anything dangerous. So, yeah, I didn't think the risk was was too high. <laughs> <laughs> this is beautiful, actually. This is the uh, Victoria Falls that that we're looking at here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. we've seen. We, we, we love these. We love the, the waterfalls. We've, we've seen a few of the big ones, Victoria Falls, uh, the Iguazi Falls in um, in Brazil, or Brazil, Argentina, and uh, Paraguay. Paraguay, in yeah. And, and, of course, um, Niagara, Falls. Niagara Falls in Canada. Yeah. That's really cool. Also beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, water is a very powerful object, especially when you see it moving like that. It kind of uh, puts you in awe, like, wow, holy cow, that stuff is moving, you know? Yeah. Man, yeah. you guys have seen yeah. some really cool stuff. I'm just looking through your, like, just through your Instagram, kind of strumming through here. And I mean, look, at you guys have zebras and giraffes and you're bungee jumping <laughs> in different countries and stuff. Like, I mean, this is, uh, you know, I, I would, look at this. This is, I mean, tropic of capricorn you guys have been to a lot of places and seen a lot of cool stuff you guys have some memories i'm sure etched into your brain that no amount of words will be able to describe really some of the places you've seen and the things that you you know have come across and stuff i i uh i commend you a, a lot for like going out there and saying this is what we want to do and kind of the following your dream aspect or following like this is what we want to do and and going for it and then just figuring out how to make it work along the way I think that's a that's a quality that not obviously everybody has. It's a leap of faith, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta go. We're gonna make the we're gonna this is what we want to do, and we're gonna figure out how to do it by whatever means necessary that means. And you guys have figured it out along the way to be able to fulfill this goal, this accomplishment, what however you guys want to label it, and uh, you know beyond the be able to ride around the country with your dogs and stuff. That level of like um, aspiration, it's 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 a different level. My my ha my hats off to you guys. It's a really cool accomplishment that you guys are doing here. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, it's really nice of you to say. Yeah, yeah, of course. And to do it with dogs, man. I'm. It's like traveling with. It's about the equivalent. Well, it's not, but it's, it's kids. I I have to compare it to my kids. That's all. You are traveling with three fur animal kids that that rely on you you guys guys are you guys are pretty cool with that that's, that's pretty cool on your guys's part it does it changes it changes the trip a little but it also means like they're our home away from home yeah always like you know having your dog with you you just um you know you never really feel alone you always there's always somebody who's happy to see you and give you a cuddle and if we yeah. go out and do some sightseeing and we've left them in the hotel room when we come back we open up. It's like oh coming gosh. home. You've got Little three feet running everywhere. Yeah, three <laughs> wagging tails to come home to. So it really, it's it, it makes it home. The dogs make make our journey home. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I I never get tired of that feeling. Uh, every day when I come home with my with my animals, like. Uh, Every day they hear my my truck come home and they hear me parking in the front and then when I come around in the back and they're the unconditional love the you're back and they're just wagging their tail and licking you yeah. and just pushing up against you that feeling never never gets old and the fact that you guys are traveling with your companions like that that's real I like to take my dogs as many places as I can uh, my wife is not so much because like, it's a handful it's a lot of work you know but um, I, I I like to take them everywhere so that's a that's a really cool thing that you guys are that you guys are doing and and you guys have given them I'm all I'm a huge um, advocate for when it comes to dogs that it's not always necessarily uh the the length of life it's the quality of life that you gave them in the time that you were you know 
they're human, so to speak, you know, and uh, the places that you guys have taken them, the travels that you guys have done with them. I'm sure the comforting you've needed to do along the road and everything else that is combined with it. Um, I would I would go out there and say you guys have given your your fur animals, your fur family a really good life up 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 to, up to this point. And I love that about it. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely, guys. So, well, hey, guys, this was a really fun. I know we can probably you've been to 107 countries and I'm sure we can sit here and probably talk all night long about all the different places that you guys have that you guys have been. Um, but I wanted people to hear your story. I wanted people to hear like, well, what you guys are doing and how you guys are traveling, the places that you guys have gone, um, because it's inspiring, you know, um, it may not inspire everybody to get up on their motorcycle and just go and do what you're doing. But I love to hear, I love to share stories with people like this because I would like for it to inspire them in some capacity, whatever that may be, whether it's going to find, you know, start a business like you guys kind of did to fund your stuff, um, just get on your bike and travel, whatever inspiration people find, you guys are kind of the reasons that I like to talk to people and, and just share their stories. So I really appreciate you guys coming on and, and doing this. Oh, this has been this yeah. has been really fun. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> Absolutely. This is uh this is what motorcycle people do, right? It's no different than if you guys go and hang out like at uh, an event or wherever you're at. The conversation is usually just fun, hang out, and and that and that's what we do around here. So, um, Janelle, Stu. Thank you guys very, very much for coming and uh, hanging out with me. You guys are welcome to come out and hang out anytime. We, we'll, we will do this again. Maybe we reconnect when you guys get back into like Australia and you guys have kind of, you know, finished off and we can maybe recap your stuff. Definitely. Once you're on the podcast and you're here, your family with me now, now we got a tie. We will always, <laughs> we'll always have a connection. Cool. Yeah, cool. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And of course, anything that I can share, um, please tag tag our page and, and let us know. I, I love to continue to help, you know, get your guys' story and what you guys are doing and um, take care of the take care of those dogs. Treat them well like I know that you do and uh, be safe uh, out there on the road on your uh, uh, the last stretch of your adventure, I guess we can say. Yeah. 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 Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You guys have a, a good rest of the night. and Or I guess, what is it? It's morning over there, actually, isn't it? Yeah, it's the morning for us, yeah. Friday morning. Are you guys going to go do some riding, or what are you guys doing today? Well, we're pulling we're pulling the rear suspension out of my bike today and yeah. inspecting it because it's been squeaking, um, making me a little bit nervous. So we're just going to have a look at the bearings, see if it just needs to be greased up or we need to replace any parts. That's today's job. That's uh, that's important. Yes, it's important. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you guys have a good rest of the day. Thank you again very much for joining me and hanging out. And I will talk to you guys soon. All right. Yeah. Uh, bye. Bye. bye, bye. See you, bye. Janelle. See you, Stu. <laughs> All right, guys. There is Janelle. There's Stu. Amazing story. Good time with them. Um, I. Uh, I'm jealous. If I got to say, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little jealous in that sense. I want to go be traveling. I want to have 107 countries underneath my belt as well, but, um, I'm going to be keep traveling the United States. I, uh, my hat's off to them. Go give them a follow. The pack track on Instagram is where you can give them a follow. Uh, I got some really cool videos traveling some really cool places. So, uh, thank you guys again for joining you guys know where to be every Thursday right here. YouTube live. I got another guest next week as well. Um, every single week. All right. So go follow the Instagram, go give the pack track a follow and you guys have a good night later.